This podcast is brought to you by the new term at fxphd.com. We have a fantastic lineup of new courses this term, including Nuke, Moto, Mayer Bifrost, Touch Designer, Cinema 4D, Houdini, and a bunch more. Check them all out at fxphd.com. You're listening to The RC, your guide to digital cinema, filmmaking, and cutting-edge imaging. Hi, and welcome to this week's RC podcast covering digital cinematography, and uh, we are back. Yes, we have a pre-NAB special for you. We'll be looking at a ton of gear, looking at what's coming up in Vegas. Only one of the two uh, of your hosts, dear listeners, will be going, and it certainly isn't me, which means it must be you. Jason, how are you? It is me. I'm packing with one hand, holding a microphone with one, and throwing socks and uh, shirts into the suitcase with the other. I'm very well. How are you? Good, good. We were... Somewhat um, uh, touched, uh, amazed, and otherwise uh, severely uh, embarrassed by the flood of Twitters, emails, and why aren't you doing RCs anymore kind of Mostly embarrassed, but yes, also touched. So (laughs) we decided to do this pre-NAB special, and hopefully we'll then do a post-NAB. We'll do and during. And a during NAB. Definitely, definitely a during, indeed. Um, yes, I've decided not to go to NAB. I'm over it. I'm, I'm, uh, I've literally been doing NABs, Jace, since the long time ago. You and did. <laughs> You did have a head start on me. I have done so many of them. I've been to them even in other cities like when it was in Atlanta. And if you think, really? hey, I was NAB in Atlanta? I would love it to be in a different city. I would love yeah. it to be in a different city. I've never been to Atlanta, but I think, I think I, anything like, better than Atlanta. I'm sure than Ronald Vegas Reagan was president when I was doing that. <laughs> So long ago, dear listener, I don't want to confess my age, but suffice it to say that I feel like I've done my fair share. Other thing is, quite frankly, I don't like it anymore. It was just cave drawings of cameras. Well, I have a, I have some problems with NAB. I have three problems. You want to hear what they are? Oh, Probably well, not, lots. but I'll tell you anyway. Well, you might not want to mention the big one because then they might come and visit you in the night. You might find a horse's head in your bed. There you go. The number one problem I have is that people announce things at NAB. It doesn't make any difference. They, they say things in NAB. It's like they, there's like a, a, an absence of uh, truth bubble. In other words, things that are said at NAB seem to stay in Vegas and not enter the real world. So going there and having someone Who declare... Could you possibly be talking about? Someone declaring they're going to do something there and then. Well, it isn't just red. I know that's what you're digging at. Well, it's so, their own... Well, yeah. It is, not, for it, whoever it be, it's their own fault if they do that. And it just creates... It creates um, a precedent and it creates uh, a situation where, you know, if you start announcing stuff and, and it never ships and, you know, Red are not the only ones on that, on that, on that boat, on that particular island. There's plenty of people uh, uh, who are guilty of um, announcing stuff that doesn't ship. So I will say the last year's NAB, we've got a clean room. We're actually installing the dragons right here, right now. There you go. Don't come at us that we're late again thing. Really just... That is the three-story high Oreo cream pie with a cherry on top. Oh, shining example of, of, of how undoubtedly how not to yeah. do stuff. Something. That was just actually wrong. It was a wrong. rude thing to do. Wrong. Okay, so that was one. And the second thing is, wrong. if you don't go to NAB, it cannot matter so much in this day and age because, quite frankly, a lot of stuff gets advanced ad- announced before NAB. Yes, um, yes, it is. we're certainly seeing that a lot. Yeah, I mean, it certainly started started a lot last year with with Sony, etc., doing the same. And I think that's probably probably apart from maybe a couple of things in the pipe, m- largely going to be the same. I think mostly we will have seen um, uh, most of the stuff announced pre NAB. Although 
uh, black magic. Uh, I'm sure, as they have done in the past, and I know they will uh, definitely be um, again blowing it uh, everybody out of the park and um, you know being super secret squirrels that they are, keeping their cards close to their chest and no doubt coming to the party 9.30am Monday morning with uh, some the usual basket of how the fuck did you do that goodies? How yeah, the fuck did I mean, you do even, that for the money? Even red ma- uh, even um, uh, the, the digital cinema stuff that uh, Black Magic has done had some pretty big we missed our ship date kind of Absolutely. realities. It was a steep call. It was a steep learning curve. They haven't quite uh, reached the the heights of uh, that the Red have uh, achieved, but they've certainly um, managed to kind of stuff themselves up a little bit. But you know, it was always it was always going to be um, a big ask. A a post production uh, pro- equipment company manufacturing cameras. Yeah, it's always, and then the, be. the third thing I've got, and, and not just so much off the st- shelf stuff. They're you know they weren't because they were not running with the pack. <laughs> so much of what they were doing was so completely different and and left field that uh, it was bound. There was bound to be teething troubles, and not just the fact that they were you know starting from scratch as uh, as a camera company, but they were developing stuff that was very left of center. They they weren't they weren't following. Uh, a lot of leads, which is good and bad, really. Yeah, I th- hopefully they've learnt this time around. I can, I'm, I'm, I, I have a feeling that uh, that they, they've they've learnt, and maybe a few people have learnt their lessons. Who knows? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, the, just to finish my train of thought, the third thing that bothers me about NAB is that um, away from the trade show floor, there just isn't a really good um, set of papers and. Uh, and stuff anymore. There, there are other conferences that just have much better yeah. um, stuff. Yeah. So if you're only going for the trade show, I've got to say, Cine Gear is a more fun event to go to. If you want to yeah, go, I for wish the... it was closer so you could yeah, literally do for for other people, international people, to do the round trip. Literally, if it was the next weekend or something, if it was literally the next weekend, you could. There would be plenty of people who would just extend. I know that's a high burnout thing, and it's definitely very hard for some manufacturers who do both to try and do both and trying to achieve that but man imagine if it was the next weekend you'd literally just you'd literally just stay a couple of days and you've and you've and you've done two shows and and somewhat slightly different 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 shows a different almost a different um because it's a different entry fee (laughs) it's a whole different and it's a different uh um I guess it's you know it's very much a bit more highbrow maybe so I think it it, it would be awesome if it was uh, a little bit closer then a lot of people would, more people would attend not that they're struggling for people to to go to I'll definitely have to do maybe next year I won't do any of and I'll do I'll do cine gear we'll, we'll see but I think uh, what uh, I'm going for is I'm fifty percent of the gear but also the other fifty percent is to it's the meetups. It's the per. It's the. It's the. Well, um, I will miss that. Yeah, I will miss it's, the people. It, yeah, meeting the people, seeing people, and the people that I haven't haven't yet met, still yet to meet. And it's you know FaceTime with with manufacturers and providers that uh, you know I've been you know having great relationships with throughout the year. And um, and there is there is definitely there is definitely going to be still I'm sure still going to be some, some surprise stuff, some launch stuff, which and. I personally am sort of not. Um, I guess I'm sort of fluxing in my camera choices at the moment. So 
I'm keen to, if there is something new, I'm keen to have it in my hand and not be umming and ahhing and wondering and waiting. Let me just get one in my hand later on in a couple of months when it ships and then I'll decide. I'm I'm there for, for getting, you know, hands-on with stuff. I think for me I, there's a lot of choices I can make with gear and, and, and equipment and, and whatever it is that you, that you can't do necessarily from a B&H catalogue. You can't necessarily do from... You know, from the arse end of the world where 50% of this stuff is just not stocked or you have to order it in and then you go, oh, that's not quite what I thought it was. Or it's, you know what I mean? There is definitely something about, you know, it's it's a really big hands-on, you know, hands-on thing for me, I think. Yeah, just, so you know. There is, that, there is that factor. I know you're definitely over it and you're sort of in coming at it from a different angle to me perhaps, but... To paraphrase Winston Churchill, some end, some arse. I mean, you know, I don't think we're that badly set here. <laughs> it's definitely getting better. And obviously, you know, particularly one manufacturer is actually based here and some of the earlier, their, you know, Black Magic, a lot of their stuff ships here first. But uh, we, yeah, I, there, there is definitely a lot of gear that is not is not distributed very well here and uh, or you just can't get, you can't get your hands on it to, to even look at it and test it. You can get it shipped here, but you can't you can't uh, try before you buy kind of thing. So I'll definitely be aiming to do that. So I think there's... I mean, I've got a list, shopping list of a whole bunch of stuff that's been announced since our last show, which is obviously a lot. But, I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm Maybe we should just sort of have a chat about what we're expecting or what we you know, well, know look, of I t- I or, tell you what, or rumors or what we're yeah. hoping for. What I'd like is what was announced in November 13, 2008, which was a set of new uh, Monstro chips, a 28K, a, a full frame, the 617, the uh, S35, the... The two, the, the three, the Scarlet for three K. The uh, the world, the the world, the six, four, world five, has revolved many times since then, Mike. There are plenty more. So that's two thousand and eight. Yeah, that stuff was announced. Yeah, admittedly it wasn't at NAB, but there you go. Yeah. Two thousand and eight. Then we mm. had uh, you know two thousand and nine. Okay, well we're not expecting it quite yet. Two thousand and ten. Yeah. Well, okay, obviously now we're getting to, like close to expecting it. Mm. Um, sometime around what two eleven or two twelve, we had Scarlet, which is really just an epic that doesn't work properly. And then at some was point that after that, two thousand and twelve, two thousand and thirteen is yes. um, is well now. Absolutely, we're going to have Dragon because we talked about it when we had the mm. guy being tattooed. Yeah, yeah, stand. remember that? Yeah. Then so we, we had, had them the installed so at, the shirt, there. at the at the at the twenty thirteen. Mm. Mm. Now mm. twenty fourteen, you all correctly point out some listeners that people are in fact shooting with dragon sensors but just not that many um they are still they are still shipping or yet to get through day one of orders day one of orders there are still people who ordered day one i know some of them personally who put their name down day one or even literally the afternoon of day one and 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 are still have not had a single email about and that dragon that, chip that upgrade that dragon chip is not the full sensor it's not i mean it's it's good don't get me wrong right but yeah. it's like there was going to be a 6k scarlet shipping in the winter of 2009 right that would be like uh, let me see one two three four five years ago um now Call me old-fashioned, yes, but if that's the kind of stuff... And, and yes, I understand that Red published quite clearly that, you know, that uh, everything was subject to change yes, and it's all hard. Is. 
But um, but we're not talking about missing this by uh, six months or twelve months. We're literally talking about half a decade later, um, and yeah. so that's a, that's a really big deal. Now, on the upside, of course, in that time, and I would say in in uh, you know full recognition of this, that a lot of it was because of red. A lot of other equipment manufacturers have um, rejigged their approach to life, which has Absolutely. been healthy for the industry. And everything we are seeing on that show floor, and everything probably we have talked about on this show, pretty much since. You know, since since the red one started, uh, is all one to two years sooner uh, to come to being in existence because of the red one and because of red and because of their push for 4K. The whole reason we're even seeing any other 4K now is is because that 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 ball was kicked off back then. It's without red. It would definitely happen. It would, absolutely. It was progress. It was definitely going to happen. But what they did was, uh, you know, really kick everyone in the nuts and get that, get that, get that momentum happening and, and and shake it up and stir it up and got it, got the ball, got the ball rolling. And what we're seeing now is the stuff that without red we would have got. You know, in only maybe in two years later or so. So. You know, you cannot take that uh, away from them, but uh, definitely that the momentum that ball is now coasting to it would seem somewhat coasting to a stop. Um, th- I, I where I'm, I would love to see. To, well, I'm not week, down. I'd I'm love not, to yeah, see their, what their future is, but at the moment they're still struggling, struggling to ship their presence. See, now that's my point, though, Jace. My you thing know? is not saying the Epic camera sucks. I'm not saying that. All I'm simply saying is going to trade shows and having people talk about stuff that's just so wildly, absolutely yeah. got no, no bearing on reality. Just no. I got better things to do with my time. Absolutely. It's not. I'm not saying you you guys are, are card carrying assholes. I'm not saying that you guys like uh, you know uh, I'm going to sue you anything like that. I you know good luck, all good, happy to whatever. All I'm simply saying is uh, actually. Um, I really don't want to kind of spend my time on this because not really something that I'm going to have anywhere near me in reality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So why would I be discussing it? It's kind of like a fantasy football league, right? I mean, yes, I just don't exactly. get it. It's, it's, it is fantasy football league and anything I think that gets announced will, you know, obviously be, have a huge vat of salt required to be able to take it of any interest. They will, if you think... If you think about something as dramatic and at the time we thought was amazing and it was a stunning thing to do, the, the, the clean room, it was a clearly designed to say, look, I'm sorry that we are delayed, but look, we are shipping now. Look, look through the window. There, there they are. That's your camera. Have it next week, whatever. Have it next month. That was a massive, uh, that was a, a, a massive thing. I can't, to regain trust, to regain Momentum. I mean, if you went to, to NAB what must they, and they, they I said don't know anything, what they can do. They must literally them. have boxes there. Like, give us your checkbook. We will give you the camera now. You will walk. You will walk. Walk away with something. I don't know how you can, rev- how you can rebuild the lost trust from from that. From that, I don't want. This is not all going to be about red. I'm sorry, but you know, at some stage we have to get this uh, to get this out of our systems. Um, but uh, yeah, it, I, it's a massive effort to regain that trust and, and, and please believe, you know, to have anything they, they say in the future uh, be, be taken on board uh, or to people to give 
to give their 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 deposit transfers is you know will need to have a really it's going to have to be a really big big shift in in, in what they do or literally have to have a complete change in the way they you know the way they they handle themselves and the way they their scheduling and and how the, from their design to announce to to shipping the whole structure has to change you know otherwise they they're dead yeah and the thing is a lot of this i've said this many times before a lot of this really comes down in my opinion to uh, expectation management and and i say this from a position of having dealt with clients most of my career and managed this process. And Jason, you must manage mm. it absolutely mm. the same way. And the, the cardinal sin of, um, of uh, expectation management is just promising and not being able to deliver. Now, yes, I understand that, uh, you know, look, you could criticize us, right? You could say um, uh, <laughs> there's an expectation that we're going to come out with fortnightly red senders uh, right. slash RCs, Absolutely. and we haven't. But... But there is a slight difference between a free podcast and actually people giving a deposit over um, for an upgrade. Yes. And I don't remember anybody giving me multiple millions of dollars up front or well a lot of people haven't given their deposit you know, haven't given necessarily have money hasn't changed hands, but um, we didn't we didn't all stand in a plexiglass box at last N A B saying, Look at all the podcasts going out the door. <laughs> rush home, rush home to listen to them all. Look yeah. at them. You're going to get one every hour for the next two years. I don't remember ever saying that or doing that. So uh, yes, we did not set up any expectations. But um, but I will all, say this: like it's it's almost... interesting. Okay, so if we if we can get past that for a second, because I honestly don't think that as as great as an epic camera is to use, and as beautiful as the imagery is that it produces, Absolutely. I literally have no interest in going to a red booth um, because whatever they say, whatever they show, and let's yes. face it, like they've shown lots of stuff under Perspex or, you know, in boxes that just still isn't shipped. Like mm. it doesn't make any difference. Like it's just, yeah. it, is, it is like the, the faith has been broken that the NAB experience on a red booth yeah. is a meaningful thing to do. I'm it's sorry. An interesting, it's an interesting experiment because obviously when you do that, when you set up that booth, no one sets up that booth and goes to the immense effort and technical um, ball-busting, you know, expanse of a job to set that up on a show floor. And no one would go, no one would set up that event at NAB imagining you were going to fail. No one would go to the expense and to the effort of installing something so immense as the clean room uh, if they thought that they were in in any way going to fall. What happened to, to Red and whatever happened in their change of mind to make them be stalled you know to stall their delivery um was clearly out of their out of their out of their hands but i guess it's this amazing it's this huge shining example of of if you if how the bigger you are the harder you fall if you set up such a massive event if you don't follow through with it 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 can backfire just as hugely i i mean you know, i i want to say this like it's it, yeah it's um Look, it's unfortunate because I, I totally agree with you. Like, I don't believe that Red said, hey, we have no chance of shipping whatsoever, but let's just pretend that we have. It's just con everyone, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not yeah. saying that at all. But but doesn't matter, right? If you decide we can't we can't guarantee that we're going to be able to ship, we're going to say we're going to anyway, Yeah, that's that has to be the decision, right? Or even if you think, all right, I think we can ship and um, I think we're good to go, so we're going to announce – 
then you don't. Then again, I'm not saying that you are a liar. I'm simply saying that you are going to suffer a break in confidence with Definitely. customers. And I'm not talking yeah. about potential customers, I mean actual customers, people that have already spent money on your on your gear. And some of these are, um, sorry, I'm going to put it this way. A single one of these would be, you know, that's what happens, right? Like it's really hard. We totally get that you decided to scrap Scarlet yeah. and only have Epic and the reduced Epic as a Scarlet. Like that one kind of event, yeah, totally. You got a free pass on that. But what I'm talking about is a pattern since 2008 of just promising stuff and not being able to deliver. And I'm sorry, yeah. but you have to get called out on it. Like there is no world yeah. in which... Anybody else is going to get a free pass if they do that. I mean, if you said you were going to deliver a feature film in 2009, yeah. Yeah. like let's say you're going to make Star Wars. Oh, I'm going to ship Star It's going to be in cinemas in 2014. Actually, not 2015. Yeah. 2016, we're, we're totally oh, getting honestly, close. We're coming, 2017. I'm, I'm just finding my keys. This oh, is the trailer. On. Sorry, hun. 2018. I swear to God, guys, we are so freaking close to releasing this Oh, but this it's film. not called Star Wars anymore. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm sorry, but any other medium, yeah. uh, you're going to get called out. And again, just going to repeat what I'm saying. Not saying the Epic looks bad. Love the look of the Epic. Love the look of the Love filming it. with the Epic. Love the films yep. that are shot with the Epic. Just don't like, don't like what's happened with the break in faith. And yeah. I don't think anyone's actually come forward and said, look, you know, this is completely um, the fault of X, Y, and Z. We feel really bad about it. Um, you know, in fact, I think what they said was, we're never going to promise anything again until we can deliver. And I'm yeah. pretty sure that was said. And Could here's be wrong. this clean room. Yes, that's before right. the cleaner. Pre- oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it's not just it's not just um and I say all of this with really heavy heart because every almost every single thing that they announced I was busting, you know, very interested to see it, very interested to see it come. But so many stalled and failed projects and Meisler modules and proxy modules which they should have done and the special red been mode fucking day one that thing. Proxy modules, proxy red module. rays, projectors you, it's a massive shopping list of uh, of stuff that uh, that that did not has not still not shipped that people ordered in good faith and oh yeah honestly it's coming it's coming seriously it won't be long it won't be long it won't be long it's dead uh it's it's very it's it's been a tough few years for those guys but you know it it's it, it this is a self-inflicted wound and i hope that they can recover from this i don't think it's a mortal thing yet they can still recover from this but there is a lot of while they they were they had the huge massive technological lead with with epic and that's partly why it's still amazing is no what they had that it was what they had was about the most loyal fan base you've ever seen yes and i feel the the damage to that is worse than the damage to the loss of the technical lead that has been a slong a long slow Build up too, though, because what we've seen, and it really started to come with the whole epic thing a bit. Was we started, and we've obviously talked about this on the show before, but it became, it changed from the camera for the rest of us to you know, uh, a listers only. Please apply. You know, the the a list line is uh, off the left here, and uh, all the rest of you guys will will let you know when there's a queue. so there did become this sort of shift from, um, you know, from indie, the indie um, DNA thing to become this very much sort of elitist, uh, every single one of the, prog- the the films that they put.
pushed and promoted and lent cameras to and, and got behind. I guess that's all part of building a, a company, really, and taking it from, from its roots to, to, you know, to its heights is, I guess, you know, elevating yourself. Expectation but, but management did, again, though. They set yeah. themselves up as the camera for the rest of us and the whole... When the and first camera was, was released. And it's still, you know, that camera still exists and 90% of them still work amazingly well and are still very good, but yes. But, but it feels like, I, I mean, I think, uh, just my opinion, I think that what happened is they literally got seduced by the one thing that they were against in the first place, which was mm. they, were being, they were like, we don't care about traditional things. We're not going to go in the main area where the normal cameras are in AB. We're going to go down on the post area in area two. We're going to do things differently. We're going to act differently. We're going to be different. The trouble was they then weren't loved and embraced by the traditional DOP community and yeah. so they were so determined to make a camera that would shut up anyone on being able to criticize them that they just engineered and engineered and engineered it up to a point that you got this $60,000 camera that works really, really well. But, you know, what we would have preferred, I think, is um, because the window that, that they opened, I think, the pivotal window they opened, you already touched on, which is that Ari came in with a camera that recorded ProRes. Yep. And that was not a high-end move. If you look at it on paper, that has everything that that Ari isn't st- sort of doesn't stand for, which is you know compression and and not um, full uncompressed, not uh, high-end mega sort of film stuff. It's everything that Ari doesn't stand. Everything that Red kind of did stand for, which is you know high quality but affordable, high quality but that you can use. And yet Ari did it. Red didn't. Red continues to not do it. Now, Ari's come through with uh, deals with um, Codex and everything else, and it's obviously can record raw. Yep. But that window, um, it wasn't 4K. It was, it was just so easy. ProRes on an Ari Alexa was so easy, and then everything else was just engineered for a DOP. It wasn't uh, breathtakingly small. It wasn't breathtakingly um, funky in other respects. But, oh, my God, the fact that it could do ProRes and made it simple and they just kept on moving was... Um, the vast hole that Red left open. If Red had come out with a ProRes option on the Red 1, for God's sake, yet alone the, the Epic. Yeah, I mean, they had the proxy technology, I guess, which did sort of help uh, to some degree. Um, but, yeah, uh, they never really listened to the the millions of, of voices crying out for, um, yeah, for a simple workflow and... We don't want to have a $4,000 proprietary card to decode your proprietary codec. Uh, that's not... I mean, that we can understand that you're striving for the absolute pinnacle in um, optical and, you know, and, and resolution and everything else. But, you know, there's, there's your world and then there's the real world, Gandalf. It's actually... Uh, doesn't quite work like that. You know, you can, you can push the world... Push, you know, the industry... Only so far um, before there is, you know, there's certain pushback, and they did not listen to that pushback. I'm sure, hopefully, they have, and maybe, you know, come next week, there'll be every epic, you know, here's the pro Jason, you know, unless you land stop. back in Sydney holding one that works and that you got it with no preferential treatment just because you happened to be able to get to the cash register and pay in an orderly fashion. 
I will... that is a bit elitist, I guess. Having to be at NAB in some no, no, is no, a no. Bit I mean, uh, you know, they could be selling them from the LA office. I don't care. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but if, if you don't, if you can like not have some exclusive special deal based on whether or not your DNA was screened through some future-proofed complex Gattaca. system of Gattaca, <laughs> yeah. If you could just go and buy this thing, and you thought, yeah, I will, and walked home with it in your luggage and can show mm. it to me working. I, I'm sorry, unless that happens, I'm yeah. not changing my tune. I'm not saying they can't do anything. Yeah. I mean, they can do yeah. lots of things. They just can't bloody well yeah. do them at NAB and expect me to believe them. Now, here's the thing. What has Ari got to do at NAB to impress you? Let's shift the gear. What, what would it be that if you turned up at NAB, because Ari has not got a full-on mega 5K, 6K um, uh, camera and workflow yep. and stuff, and the camera is bulky, it's big, it's uh, like twice the size. Even the new one, it's like which is slimmer, is still yeah. uh, you know d- double the length, as it were, of an Epic. I think we're we are a bit spoiled in that department, though. I think Alexa is still having spent now a little bit of time with shoulder-mounted cameras versus Epic, and had you know recent some decent time with say F fifty five, and a little bit of time with, with with Alexa on the shoulder. It's there is still a lot to be said for something that is uh, that is balanced that way. You know that is built that way, and. Uh, I, 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 uh, there's a lot to be said for something small like a DSLR, like you know DSMC, the small, epic thing. You can just just hold it waist high. Okay, but and, but and but what is it that you're seeing on the floor at an AB from like Ari in a perfect world that you know causes you to text me and go, oh my god, Mike, you are going to kill yourself yeah. that you weren't here because they've just released X. What would X look like? <laughs> a 65 mil camera. Not we not. I think what what Ari have proved. Uh, is that we're not necessarily all in the megapixel race. People aren't. You know, Ari have been kicking ass and winning lots of Oscars and, 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 and winning lots of hearts and doing some beautiful imagery quite happily at 2K or 2.5K. And, not, um, and, 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 you know, the world isn't quite necessarily ready for 4K and 6K and 8K and things. So I don't, they don't, maybe a 4K sense, a 4K. But large sensor, 65, 65 mil sensor, super 30, yeah, like a uh, super Panavision, you know, 65 mil size uh, option with, 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 you know, with, with ARRI lenses to go with it. Take a new leap, take another leap, and doesn't need to be a megapixel one, doesn't need to be 8K, doesn't need to be, I'm sure they will definitely, they will definitely no doubt have to do a 4K thing just to get with the program, and just because there's so much more push, rightly or wrongly, to 4K acquisition, and for 4K, you know, eventually it will it will have to happen, and there will be people, there, no doubt they are being asked. Um, but um, they could just happily just rest on their laurels and just stick with what they're doing. But I, you know, I, I think they'll probably do a four K, a four K version. But I'd love to see as for the the next gen thing would be it'd be interesting to see because we know Panavision have uh, you know have shown this is no no it's no um, uh, it's no secret that that Panavision have been uh, had in, in development a sixty five mil system and and optics and and a camera just hasn't seen the light of day yet. I think that is a nice. Um, uh, I think we are looking for, you know, what's the next megapixel isn't, you know, how many K isn't necessarily the answer. It's, you, you, it'd be lovely to see what's the next, um, uh, what's the next leap or an IMAX size sensor, you know, something like that. We have all, it's, 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 you know, you have seen the difference in those 
in those film sizes or originating the difference in in you know say on 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 the batman movies where they when they move from the, you know the large larger formats to to IMAX to 35 it 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 has there's worth in in that it's a worthy jump you know what i mean i think um I'd love to see something like that from there. It would be interesting next generation league. But they may just do a 4K Alexa, you know. Uh, or maybe they'll, I mean, I think maybe the Alexa, maybe they'll do a baby Alexa, a smaller thing. That would be They've kind of done that. Well, the Alexa M, yeah, you know. No, no, the other one, the, uh, you know, the um, one we went had a look at. Oh, the Amira? Yeah. Well, here's the problem with the Amira. Well, in my take, and I've spoken to a few people who have not ordered them, um... Uh, I'm sure they, they, I'm sure it's well, like I'm sure it's been well adopted, and I'm sure people people are buying them. I don't consider <laughs> yeah, it's probably. On, a, I don't think it's what? a flop, but I think uh, well, it's it's still very expensive. I know yeah, we talked. Yeah. I know we talked about uh, when we first saw prices that I think they now have announced that's like forty eight or so k around there, sort of forty fifty euro. Uh, that's just you know small simple body only. Once you get the media, once you get the you know the batteries and the uh, really once you're into high 70s 70 80 or so to get uh, a reasonable up and running amira kit which is not necessarily the target market that 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 camera was originally built for it was built to sort of take on much cheaper lower end cameras and and you know they they themselves marketed as a um uh, you know, as run and gun or doco or reality TV camera, and they were aiming it at say f55 and f5 and, and the like. And yeah, it's just not priced that way, and it's so close in pricing to um, an Alexa that people just say, "Well, fuck it, I'm just gonna." A lot of the people are renting these things and want them on a broad range of projects, and not necessarily um, uh, aiming just at one one market like just doing uh run you know just doing reality tv i think a lot of people want to have a a really more flexible camera and they probably see you know probably see the uh, alexa um or the xts or even 43 or alexa plus as any of the other alexas uh, or even a second good second hand alexa as being an alternative viable alternative to a new mirror considering it is it's too expensive you know, so I don't think that's the mini. I was thinking more something like a, an Alexa, a, an Alexa M without the back end, like a a more of a smaller, epic sized thing. Something you know, as you say, that the Alexa is not necessarily a small camera. There is advantage to having something not nice and small and and uh, and epic ish. Uh, be it for three D rigs, although there's not the demand for that anymore. But for you know, rigging and and. Um, Everybody at the moment, if they are doing small crash cam, rig cam, interior car cam, whatever, um, look at Fury Road. You know, a lot of the time that they used Alexa M's just because you know they're in they're in tight constraints of shooting in truck cabs and things, and it, there is need for a more small, a more portable, less kludgy system than the Alexa M, which is you know having to have the big. Uh, second half of the camera and the big you know and and the and the large interface cable you need something a bit more flexible than that so i think i think they need to 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 make something make a smaller a smaller b cam version most people if they're going to do crash cam b cam rig cam will go with another brand they they're hopping to 
uh, black magic uh, or to um, C300s, C500s, um, C100s as their rig cameras, things like Rush and 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 and, and the like, and um, Need for so, Speed are all using are not using ARRI cameras. Uh, as they're, you know, all throughout history, most camera manufacturers have made a smaller, lighter yeah. version of their camera. So um, let's talk about the Canon then, because Canon okay. is is should on paper. I have no yes. no information. <laughs> well, have a Canon seven D Mark II this year, probably second or third quarter, well, and yeah. next year a five D Mark Four. Yep. Um, is there well, an sorry? What we should be seeing is is their next generation. Really, we should be starting to see. If you look at you look at, I guess it was it last year. It wasn't just last year. Was it year before that? Must, I can't remember now. C three hundred, C one hundred, C five hundred. This is maybe it's two years ago. Uh, the that was the cameras they now sell are their first generation of of cinema cameras. The C one hundred, three hundred, five hundred. This is these are the first cinema cameras that they ever made are still out there shipping and, and being sold and being used. And it was an incredible, you know, I've certainly have my whinges and people have a lot of complaints with a lot of these cameras, but you know, a lot of them are kicking ass, especially C300 and C31 and have been quite, quite a triumph for your first generation round of cameras. It's impressive, but you know, two years on now, it's, it's time for maybe we will see the rumoured C200s and C400s. Yeah, it's only, on, it's only on I'd love to two see. years. It's, yeah. It was November 2011 okay. that we did the live uh, coverage from the dual day of Red Event, which was the Scarlet right. and Canon uh, launch and uh, Paramount Studios where, uh, you know, they did the whole cinema kind of launch. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. It certainly wasn't last year. and. Right, yes. uh and so between NABs, okay, yeah. So you know, yeah. So twenty yeah. November twenty thirteen was two years. Yeah. So we're sort of two and a half, sort of as as we sort of go into NAB. Um, yeah. NAB would be a not dumb place for Canon to show something new in their cinema line, Absolutely. but uh, it would have to be not a sort of C three hundred to get me out of bed. I mean, I would really like a. Next generation, I, the, the yeah, the Canon lineup is getting pretty pretty dense, right? I mean, we've obviously got the five D, we've got the seven D, the six D, the yeah, um, and of course the one D up the top. But I think all that that the cinema line is getting so good and so cheap and affordable that you know you probably should almost rule out. And there's there's definitely going to be alternatives to not necessarily from. From 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 Canon, but there will be mo- plenty of alternatives to the uh, 5D and the like. So I think we can sort of rule those out from a minute. And I think so that brings Sony to the picture because Sony's the obvious viable sure. alternative. I would say over Nikon. As but I think the... hey, I'm going to go back to Canon for a sec, okay. just because I think what's going to happen is I think the 100 and 300 being so popular, they're not necessarily going to kill them off, but they'll put some higher end. As I say, the the rumor is C two hundred and C four hundred, so slot something in the middle there. I'm wishing there'll be a four a full frame. Maybe a C four hundred will be a full frame version. Nice. Say C three hundred, that would be awesome, and I would be I would be looking at that. Uh, particularly if they you know improve some of the codecs and 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 and, and maybe a little bit of the ergonomics. Uh, and C five hundred, I don't care. Just put them all in a container ship and then just scuttle it. Uh, along with the 1DCs. I think that was a huge mistake. I think they would need to do a 1DC Mark II, which is an actual 
cinema camera. Put some fucking cinema menus on the thing. Let you have shutter angles. Give me an electronic viewfinder. Give me the same menu that the camera half its price, the C100, has. Let when we change shutter speed. How about let the shutter angle follow it? Let me give me all the frame rates in one camera. Don't give me a cinema camera with an optical viewfinder and a menu from a 5D Mark III. Seriously. So I think that the, those the, the 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 top end the one DC and C five hundred maybe they they you know they should they need a complete revamp, and then C one hundred and C three hundred I think are quite popular and they'll add a couple of ones to the to the mix and then maybe drop off you know the C one hundred and C three hundreds after that and maybe or maybe give you C one hundred Mark twos and C three hundred Mark twos because they are as popular uh, you know they are they are they are not insignificant cameras really in terms of the um, you know, in terms of the landscape. Uh, so yes, Sony. Because Sony seems to me to be the reaction to Canon. Sony seems to have got a wake-up call from Canon, and Sony has been more responsive as a company the last few years, doing interesting things. And yeah. and that I wouldn't say they're reacting to Red. I think they're reacting to Canon. Well, I think they're maybe I don't know. I think they're reacting to everything. I think I think they've they, they're looking. If you look at something like the F fifty five, it's an interesting mix of epic. There's there's you can see a lot of DNA in that camera from everything. You can see I can see Alexa, some moments of Alexa. It's a real mix, and it's interesting. And there's a bit of a pick and mix thing that they've kind of made an interesting. You know, like the best of both worlds. It's definitely still got some issues. It's definitely there's some things I'd love to fix, but. On the whole, that, that say I say A fifty five and F five. We don't know what else is 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 coming, but I think if you look at something, the might of something like the F sixty five, then they bring out the five and the fifty five, which is definitely completely. I mean, the F sixty five is sort of a victim of its own, you know, design. But F fifty five and F five have been are really gaining some traction when you look at the the codec and inbuilt NDs and inbuilt XLRs and global shutters and um, some nice viewfinder viewfinder options uh, a very good you know drag and drop codec that does not require any external processing to 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 to, to, to crunch it's very drag and drop with a lot of NLEs they need to definitely work on all that file format thing that's an entire show in itself how much I have disdain for the insane um, dark art that is opening up. It's like opening. Uh, um, oh, I'm trying to think what it is. I don't know. I'm sure there's something from a fantasy film when you open some. It's like opening the Ark of the Covenant, Covenant, and having your, your the faces of the Nazis being melted <laughs> when you open op, opening a folder of something for any Sony camera file format, and it is a mess of stuff you can't open, stuff you can't just easily click and preview, files you have no idea what they do, and it is an absolute PC soup of horror. Um, when you look at open something like a C300, 500, Alexa, anything, there's a folder, and here's some files, and they're all numbered in a row, and if you click on them, you can probably even hit your space bar and see them play or just see a preview and you know that that is a picture file and that is some kind of XML or something and that's your lot. I don't know where what Sony's deal is with this entire 
every known file format and every known shape and file from from the entire universe is put into into the, those these files that come off the camera. I don't understand what they're doing. I think they need to definitely get with the program with that. But that, that, no, I'm sure that I'm sure they will. They they know they. Um, they know they're onto a winner with the XAVC codec. They are moving everything. A lot of their cameras, even their lower end stuff, is all starting to move to XAVC and the domestic version of XAVC, XAVCS. Um, it is a killer codec. It's just a mess to to deal with, and it's a bit of a, a bit of shock and awe for post production companies to to uh, deal with, um, or DIT guys or anybody to deal with because it's very different. But it's not. It's definitely not the hell that that we've seen with with, with other proprietary stuff, um, but yeah, F fifty five and F five. I think really, really, um, it, Sony know they're onto a winner with those, and they are rather than replacing them or killing them, or they are evolving them. They are adding to them, as we've seen in the last month, uh, announcing the fact they're going to add ProRes and XAVs uh, uh, and. Um, you know what's the bloody avid avid format format? Uh, uh, DNX HD. DNX HD. Thank you very much. Duh. Uh, DNX HD and um, ProRes. We don't quite know what flavors of ProRes yet, and it will be a hardware upgrade. But nonetheless, they will add it to your camera for a price. Um, uh, yeah, 180 frames a second. The option of having 4K inboard. Um, 240 frames a second with with the optional dockable you know, fixed to the camera recorder. It's, yeah, I'm, 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 in, I'm impressed. And, um, but the camera platform is something that Sony know they've got, they've, that they're going to run with and improve and add on. And they are actually embracing the obsolescence, obsolete, you know, mantra with this camera. And rather than kill it or just say, okay, that's dead, but we're bringing out a new one. They're actually going to make the investment people have in this camera, um, you know, uh, be have have some long, longevity, um, and there's a few things in the pipe with with this camera that I think is gonna gonna prove that. So, uh, and no doubt they are going to you know their lower end and their semi pro and stuff like that. There's there's no doubt stuff coming from from that department. So, uh, and pretty much we've said in the past when they announce something, it's not long before it actually ships. Can I um can I change beats for a second? And yeah. move to some post-production. Yes. Because another one of my all-time favorite NAB experiences was watching Apple show the next version of Final Cut at the NAB users group <laughs> and have us all think that it would be something we would actually want. Um, anyway, uh, so <laughs> so uh, Adobe has announced what it's going to have at NAB, and it looks pretty interesting if you're one of the eight, 1.8 million members of the Creative Cloud. And uh, mm. I certainly edit with uh, Premiere. What about you? You're yep. on Premiere, right? Yeah, yeah, do it. I'm, I'm um, and David Finch's next film, uh, Gone Girl, is going to be a fully Premiere Pro editing mm-hmm. workflow. Um, so they've announced uh, the Master Clip effect, uh, which allows you to basically either in SpeedGrade or in Premiere Pro just have uh, changed the original project clip that will ripple down through all instances of where that uh, clip is used, which I think is the main thing that I'm going to be interested in. There's also going to be... Um, uh, some live text templates, um, which is a hookup really to After Effects. And, and, but more importantly for me is uh, masking and tracking, uh, which is going to be a kind of cut-down version of what we used to in AE, um, but we're going to have uh, considerably better masking and tracking brought over 
Um, and you can bring in stuff from After Effects with the dynamic link, but we can have better masking and tracking inside Premiere. And I, I'm really happy about all that. There's also... Um, this has all been announced already? Mm-hmm. Yep, this is... all announced. Yep. Oh, yeah. um, there's also uh, GPU debayering for the red, uh, so right, yep. that's much faster and much yes. better. Yes. Um, now, there is After Effects stuff as well. Uh, this is probably not the right place, right show to be discussing it, but if you want to check that out, well, we've got a post on FX Guide about it. Uh, but again, masking effects, um, a much better uh, spill suppression sort of stuff. And they're working basically on um, uh, speeding up and improving After Effects as well as doing stuff on um, speed grade and... Uh, and if I can put a plug in, we actually have a speed grade course this term over at FX PhD. Uh, which has just launched the new term, and okay. uh, we, we're doing speed grade, and even actually asking the question, you know, when would I use speed grade in comparison to, um, say, oh, I don't know, some other kind of DaVinci-like uh, color grader? Because it is a program that's evolved a little bit since it first got brought into, since it was first sort of got absorbed into the whole, um, um, you know, the suite, I guess. Yeah. So, it's like for example, the the. Um, or the UI is being tweaked. So now, you know, if you don't have a control surface, and the old version it was kind of a pain in the arse. Now, if you don't have a control version, every one of those, um, uh, you know, like effectively trackable things, the um, color wheels sort of yeah. things, have a sliders next to them. So it's a bit friendlier if you're coming at it from a person that's doing grading on a, you know, non dedicated uh, yes, uh, setup. Right. And there are better broadcast scopes and stuff. Um, but the other thing um, I'm just going to mention is that uh, they've also done some improvements to Adobe Anywhere. And uh, and that's good in terms of rough cut support and stuff like that, which is uh, good to see. And and again, hooking up stuff with After Effects. But if you want the details of that, that's over at um, at fxguide.com. And I say if you want the speed grade course, that's at phd.com. Oh. But I think Adobe, um, you know, is another reason why I don't need to go to NAB. Uh, just announces all the stuff ahead. Of course, you can happily go and um, and see that at NAB. And I, you know, that would be great. Um, of course, I could just download it all. But um, <laughs> the, the uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's great that they're doing that, and I think that Adobe is responding well to requests in the marketplace. And Premiere yeah, has gone forward in leaps and bounds in the last few years. I mean, just no yeah. doubt about it. Absolutely. I mean, if you haven't listened to the last show where I spoke to um, Adobe themselves, and um, we uh, you know had a good chat as to what you know how connected, how important it is for them to be connected to the industry and. Um, yeah, so that's something obviously they they take to heart, and um, what we we will see, no doubt, at, at uh, in the coming iterations, is all all testament to that. There's normally new stuff from Autodesk as well. Um, we've just had the Maya uh, 2015 announcement, which includes um, the awesome Bifrost, uh, which again I'm going to plug because we have a course at it, but also I just genuinely think Bifrost is just spectacularly cool. And we've been looking at it for a while um, at FX Guide, but it's not really the scope of this show. Um, but there will be other stuff in a post environment that I know is coming from Autodesk because they're delaying some announcements until the start of the show. But okay. I guess the thing that NAB does have that mm. is not that kind of stuff, it's the and the thing that I give you credit for because you're very good at finding them, is the much smaller sort of no 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 I'm not being sarcastic the, no but it's the much smaller innovative company that's come up with the doodad what's a madoovy clever thing yeah um, it's or, such an expanse of that and you have yeah. to go around the show floor eighteen times to make sure you've got it all yeah so it's yeah. the incredibly good follow focus or the really good I didn't know that I needed it kind of um, add on device I mean some of these things. Um, I would definitely look at, and in fact, I've been very close to buying the uh, slider that you flagged 
Jace, um, for doing time lapse. Uh, yes, it's the Edelchrome. Awesome. Yeah. In fact, Edelchron both parts of it, not just the time lapse module, but the fact that you've got the um, the uh, well. Do you want to explain so the, it? And the I'll, point tracking, point tracking. Yeah. The point tracking stuff, because you and I were having a yeah. discussion about this, about how much I always wanted a point tracker, and then I looked yeah. at their point tracker, and it is a point and adjust rather than single defined arc solution, uh, and that coupled with this um, uh, time lapse module is just spectacular. Yeah, the uh, time lapse model is module is called the craft module. Now, I think what they've done is they've, apart from creating the, these really nice sort of sliders, which uh, you know the, um, I'm trying to think what they call the sliders. Well, they do a longer arc. Plus. Yeah, they do yes, a longer exactly. arc it has than that they do. Sort of compound sliders, yeah. I guess you could call them. Um, but yeah, and very interesting and appeals to me because you know I'm not being the math head. Um, very appealing to me in terms of time lapse, and I'm I'm equally tempted, the same as you, to to get this because it's um, anything that I know that I don't have to spend five hours trying to trying to get nineteen different apps out of my iPhone to try and calculate things. But what they've done with the and what they first of all they did was build a build a very clever slider to begin with, but then they made it quite modular so that you can bolt on things on the end very easy without having to undo pulleys and cables and you know and tooth belts and things. You just dock the stuff on the end depending on what you're trying to achieve. Uh, the craft module does exactly that and it um, what it does is uh, it obviously creates very very slow very slow moves it's very accurate motor but um it's i guess the interface for me is the the impressive thing is uh, it it basically asks you asks you questions like uh how long are we here for <laughs> how long do you want your final video to be and then okay now show me where we start and now show me where we end and very simple. There's literally a display and like one button on the thing, like a little little jog and enter button, and that's that is it to be able to then set up an entire move and just say, yeah, I want to go here. Well, we're here for about two hours, and I want my final film to be about fifteen seconds long, and this is where I want you to start. This is where I want you to end. And then, okay, great. Let's do some time lapsing. Um, so yeah, very, very clever, very company, very good company. And they're building, particularly in their sliders and the accessories, these are very well made. And I didn't really realize, and I know before the last enemy, where we both saw the, the slider plus that we both kind of saw it in the flesh and we thought, yeah, it's quite good and it's interesting, but it's until you actually see it, touch it, feel it, how sturdy it is, how well it moves and, and, and having felt other kind of sliders, it, was that was testament to the fact that it's good to get hands on with stuff because that was yeah very yeah very good in what the I flesh. like is Much that target module I thought yes the, the target, target module being the same same deal that you kind of mm. pointed it at both ends and then it'll move between it'll ping pong it'll all sorts of things and why I like that is that that move that it's repeating doesn't have to be as simple as a uh, you know nodal um, mm. move that stays aimed at the same point so you can put an L bracket on it and it'll uh, be able to target up as you move closer in and you know tilt down as you move further back kind of stuff it's it's a very versatile module they they seem uh, really good work with this module as well so you can they do, do they, yeah one clips on one end one clips on the thing. other yeah right yeah no it's it's great for that reason um yeah that you can sort of stick one on one end and one on the other it's uh, it's spectacular now some of the other sorry were you going to say something Go ahead. well just that that that's the that is the kind of stuff that i actually think mm. is the value it being an NAB because um, sometimes you don't even know that this stuff exists 
uh, to be able to kind of, you know, get into it. It's not particularly... Yeah. It's not, look, it's not super cheap, but it's not super expensive either. I don't know how much of the systems are, but they're about... I priced them out at, I think, about... It's uh, yeah, seven to under 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 a grand for sliders, five, six, seven hundred or so. Most of it's euro. Uh, well, I think yeah, the, the sliders. Yeah, I think it it builds up. Size. I think I was I, I priced the system at about eighteen hundred, and it had a whole lot of stuff in it. Okay. The like, slider, the mm. battery, the battery units, the controllers, um, a bunch of stuff, uh, which is god. I mean, you know, you're basically talking about a motion control targeting system for eighteen hundred dollars. It's in one sense, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, they also have an interesting protection plan that normally are not into protection plans, but this mm. one is like anything ever breaks anytime ever, ever, we'll just give you another one <laughs> kind of thing. So if you are looking wow. at it, I, if you like me, you normally skip protection plans. I actually looked at that one and it was pretty bloody good. It's good if it actually works. I know that the uh, Pelican have a, um, a lifetime replacement warranty and... Uh, I think they call it lifetime replacement policy because that's how long you wait for a reply for your email if you ever try and claim ah, it. Okay. Mm. Anyway, um, now stuff, other other sort of things in my radar for for NAB. Yes. And this again, again to your point, has kind of almost been announced, but you want to see a bit more. I think hopefully maybe we'll see a bit more details. Like I don't know how much it might be and when it might actually ship. <laughs> the um, and you'd believe it, Panasonic. <laughs> Panasonic's new 4K Vericam looks, it's an interesting mix of quite cool and what the fuck. Um, you've seen the shots of the, like the more modular, they've gone with this more modular system of recorder and camera head. So kind of like uh, the Alexa M, in, but except the fact that you can then literally dock them together and make it a camera. So you have a camera head and the recording module. Now, because it's part of the Vericam family, one of the things we know we're going to be able to see with this is some high frame rates. It may be 4K, but I think we're going to see huge 4K frame rates, but definitely going to be able to go up to 240 frames in full HD uh, and, and uh, I guess, you know, 2K and things along the way. But really odd, I guess the what-the-fuck moment is the fact that their the, the camera head is what they're almost treating as being like swappable or replaceable, like you might actually... Ha- buy the recorder and then oh I'll just have a couple of these camera heads around because I got plenty of money I, I'll just I'll just use these I'll just use these camera heads to um you know to hold all my piles of money from blowing away uh, <laughs> so they're gonna have a super 35 module which kind of makes sense and then they're also going to have like a more like a two-thirds inch um or like a um I guess like a, a smaller ENG sensor sized module. Why you want to do that and then four K and not go super thirty five with a crop mode like Sony has done is like the one camera but then you have like a crop a two K crop mode which is not um which lets you use the smaller lenses and gives you you know it's it's you letting you use your two thirds inch or your, your B four mount TV lenses on the camera and with you know basically just just cropping the middle out of the camera that would make sense but no let's have an entire swappable front of the camera at god knows what expense so I'll be very interested to see it this thing in the flesh when it's going to ship how much it's going to be and how much or how little sense the uh, swappable because it's not like you swap out a little sensor or something it's like two-thirds of the camera that you're actually changing over 
the EVS will no doubt, um, it does look very well built. It does look, you know, a lot of it, it looks like there's a lot of um, epic in there in terms of the way it's constructed and lots of nice chunky limo cables and it does have a bit more of a filmy uh, feel. Uh, a really interesting mix of F55, Alexa and Epic and everything in there, but maybe, hopefully you won't just get, you You know, like, <laughs> just because you combine all the colours of plasticine together doesn't mean you get a nice colour, you get that awful sort of smudgy kind of brown. Uh, I don't, uh, the proof will be in the pudding when we get to see this thing. So I'm keen to see it, I'm keen to see it. Um, uh, hopefully maybe this will be a bit of a rebirth for, for Panasonic because they have kind of, let this go through to the keeper for a while and uh, they have not really um, kept up with with um, they've been happily plodding along in the background doing kind of broadcasty cameras so that'd be good to see that we've um we've been discussing cameras we've been discussing post gear can we just complete the trifecta with audio how much do we love road how much would we love them even more if they actually released an IXY that worked on an iPhone 5 before the iPhone 6 actually got released? <laughs> Funny that. Well, I think they they just sneaked... Uh, well, again, why, why, why wait? I guess they, they, they don't actually have a um, an NAB stand. Um, so I might as well, they can just announce this stuff whenever they like. But, Another um, reason that I'm not going. Yeah. Yes, that little ICSI thing, which is great, but literally, and I know they could never have predicted it, but when they sold, launched their little IXY, little iPhone uh, um, mounted stereo XY um, onboard microphone system. Uh, and obviously this is not, we're not necessarily saying you should go out and record audio with this thing, but uh, a lot of people, I mean, for personally for us, why and we used it and would have used it more maybe uh, for interviews and, and, you know, doorstop little interviews on NAB or just recording wild effects and things, you know, or just, oh, uh, uh, you know, you never quite know when you're going to want to be able to record that little sound. This is not something you're going to go out and record a feature film with, but it's great to have this stuff in your pocket or just in your bag for, for, for the what if. So, oh, that's an awesome, you know, you never know when you might want to grab that little interesting bit of effects or, you know, you find yourself at a, at a gig where, you know, yeah. they, they, if they fully allow you to record <laughs> copyright free. Um, so yes, they've, they've shown pictures of the long awaited, uh, lightning module, uh, light, lightning connector IXY recorder, which would be fantastic. That is coming in May. It'll be one ninety nine US or Australian dollars uh, coming soon. So very keen to get my hands on that. Very so keen. keen to get that. More keen to get that than I am the road grip. But I, but there's the road grip is insanely clever. It's insanely clever. I don't know. I don't think I've got that picture in the show notes at the moment. But there's a really it's it. This needs a little design award. This is fucking clever. This little thing. Just because it's it not, folds up. It's not inventing the wheel, but it's just a really cool wheel. But why is it? Why is it so cool? Well, it just well, because, holds an iPhone, and I don't. Why? Yeah, but you can you can literally use it as a you can it has a it has a grip mm-hmm. that it's like a little I guess you can have it like a little mini boom mic thing. You can that little grip is not necessarily necessary for holding up an iPhone. No, I understand that it fits on a hot shoe mount, but but also I don't know. There's another photo. I'll try. If I want it as a boom mic, and I'm going to need an IX. Y on it? Yeah, yeah. This is for when you have the IXY with it, right? Because I the thought IXY the and the, then the, right the road, road grip. grip was mainly so that you could stick a wide-angle lens on it. Mm. Okay, so the road grip itself is a little frame. It's a frame to go around your iPhone um, 
I guess there's there's two versions. I yeah, think it must go for it. I think it covers a lot of them. Four S, five, five. It does, S, yeah. And the, and the five C, yeah. So it's very nicely engineered. Goes around around a frame to hold the the iPhone, but also part of the frame is it has a threaded hole in in the frame, to that you can screw in nice little uh, lenses. Now I think there's like two lenses you get with the kit. One's like a wide angle, and one's like a uh, one's a there's wide two angle telephoto, macro. and there's a hundred eighty degree fisheye, right? Right, there's a wide one and there's a tight one, which yeah. is fantastic. Um, I really wanted this thing. Actually, I think I'm going to ho- hopefully try and have this with me on the on the show floor because I am, as part of my um, more sort of um, slimmer get up um, for the show, is I'm not actually even taking a camera with me. <gasps> I'm even. I'm taking. I've I've, I've got a Miss MacBook Hello? Air and no camera. Oh my god! And I'm going to use the cover. Just going to. Well, I'm, I'm going to walk yeah, around and take photos with the air. Yeah with the iPhone. <laughs> and so it'll be really lovely to have the lenses, to, to, okay. you know, little adaptable lenses. Don't want to have another camera. Don't want to sort of dick around with Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, extra lenses or, you know, or having, you know, SD cards and cameras and iPads and crap. I just want to keep it very, very simple. Uh, so anyway, this, this the, the um, Road Grip lets you use it, hold it up as an iPhone, like almost like a, a filming bracket but then also lets you with the ixy or the xe whatever we want to call it microphone on the side lets you then swap the mount uh, so it's actually sitting flat facing you with the microphone pointing out at you so literally it's like a like a little shotgun boom literally you're holding a recorder with an xy mic in the front of it in a nice comfortable hand isolating the thing from vibration um, and or then you can flip up the stand and literally use it like a little table stand to either record and or to film. Uh, and it all t- folds right up on itself to almost be like a little keychain thing. I'm, it, this is a very beautiful, clever design, design award-winning little thing, I think. Very clever. And the road grips only like, with the lenses, is like, I don't know, it's like 79 bucks US or 99 Australian with the lenses. Uh, shipping now. Well, I, as I say, I would love it to death. This one without if, the lenses, yeah, I'd love it to death bucks. if I have an, an iX7, an iXY mic yes. before so the iPhone month. 6 comes out. Because <laughs> yes, then I'm going to upgrade the, my phone. With the, micro lightning, with the micro lightning connector that is yet to be invented, yes. That will be Rhodes luck. But that's how it goes. So, yeah, I'm very, anyway, yes, it's taken a, it's a long while coming, but I'm glad, glad it's coming. That will be a great, a nice little pocket travel recording interesting little or interview kit or whatever would be this little uh the road grip and the x and the lightning x uh, xe would be good so yeah thank you thank you road very cool um uh what else who else am i wanting to desperately see gear from at nab oh uh uh codex oh yes this codex the little codex um uh little point of view cameras you seen that so it's yep. a small, yeah, I'm very impressed with this because it's been, um, I mean, depending on what you're doing, if you're doing rig camera work, a lot of the time, particularly with GoPros, love GoPros, but, you know, they are not having, uh, there's a, there is a little bit of, you know, shutter issue with high vibration stuff with them if you're doing motor vehicles and what you really do need is, is global shutters for a lot of this stuff and you look at something like what uh, the Toshiba cameras that... Um, extreme facilities have been using for forever on stuff like the very very like gold standard of um 
in-car or rig, stunt, whatever um, cameras that they uh, is Top Gear has been forever, and the stuff today and these days is looking amazing on Top Gear for the 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 the, the rig and point of view work. Yeah, it is. It's, actually, an, it's a yeah. it's a crew uh, them within themselves. They have an entire facilities crew just handling all of that sort of stuff. So the main shooting crew can can you know get on with the meat and potato stuff. So. This is um, a solution from Codex where they have um, two two-thirds inch, uh, a module that is capable of recording two cameras um, on a single coax up to 80 metres long, recording 12-bit RAW up to 60 frames a second. Uh, and actually the photo that they've published is sort of a little bit deceptive because the actual recorder is only... It's only 180 mil by 140 mil by 80, so it's not. It's only about half or two thirds the size of a little shoebox. It's not not that bad, and the ability to rig it, you know, up to say 80 meters, 80, 80 meters away, and to record two cameras at once off the one recording unit, and re- record to RAW or I presume some lesser codecs if you don't if you want to save room. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that on the show. Actually, I don't. This is not something I really want to use very much. But there has been occasion where I've, I've you know, I've, I have. It's nice to not have to necessarily go to a major facilities company to have their proprietary built stuff. To you know, it's 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 not very often you get this stuff made as a kit to design to do this. Really, a lot of stuff is you know designed for maybe rallying and is a bit more sort of semi pro ish. There are some solutions out there, but this is, I guess, this this would be probably the guy, the Fury Road guys would have loved this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, to have something to have something to do, you know, like to do um, uh, high res and high um, high quality playback and high back high quality recording. Anyway, that's interesting. I want to see. I want to see. I want to see more. But it's a very interesting, interesting little move from uh, not a quirky one, but an interesting and unusual left field move for for Codex. Yeah, no, it is. It is, and uh, and yeah, it'll be worth doing. Hey, we're running out of time, but I wanted okay. to flag two right. things that uh, you'd. Um, the first is I know a lot of people have expressed interest from a previous discussion we had about your role as a director in pitching and and to that end uh i don't know if this is something you use but this um uh company moon unit to do with oh, yeah, uh, yeah. tvc treatments i i just was completely ignorant of this i was fascinated when you sent me this do you want to explain what it is well i mean this is not necessarily new there's a lot of companies and a lot of people doing treatments and doing treatment writing out there and prepping it and and there's a lot of uh, you know more high-end uh, production companies will definitely have their own treatment people and treatment writers and treatment designers. But this is I got this email out of the blue from a company called the Moon Unit, uh, who I, I guess a mark I guess it's the first sort of marketing push I've seen from a treatment company who will do from beginning to end. Now obviously they have rates and depending on their regions they have certain people who will work on in different regions. But I guess it's a a collective of people who are a, a, a marketing push from uh, from a collective of people who do this stuff for a living. And it's, it's I guess unusual for me to see it 
out in the open and sort of exposed as being, you know, yeah. a, a, a service that you can readily and visibly latch onto because it's kind of been a bit underground and a bit sort of unspoken, the fact that, you know, maybe directors don't actually write their own treatments or don't design, you know, don't do the layout themselves. But, but we're uh, talking these, like, these what, days. $700 a day kind of rate, right? Wait, this yeah, is I guess the sort of money it, we're talking about. Yeah, look, I think it, it's definitely, I mean... It, this is not a service for everybody, and it's going to definitely depend on uh, how much you need and how many revisions you need and, and how big a project this is. But to, to to a lot of projects, this money is, is, is nothing, and you obviously don't necessarily employ these people for every project, but for more the high-end things when you know you're in for a reasonable chance of, of winning it or you know it's definitely worth 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 bidding on. Then this this assist uh, a service like this is so you invaluable. could actually call them once you've engaged them call and them. you would actually talk to them right I mean this yep. is like you not give a them a script done in give them Mumbai, give them your ideas maybe give by, them some notes yeah give them some of your older treatments to say look this is my style and here's links to my work this is so that they get a real feel for how you how you shoot and a real feel for for your style so that they're not and also a feel for maybe. Uh, having a one-on-one with them, literally Skype talk, you know, having a Skype chat with them for half an hour or so. So they actually have a, a sense of your personality so that when they are writing, they are writing in your voice. You know what I mean? They are not, they are not, you know, they're not going overly, if you're a matter of fact kind of guy, they don't get too flowery and too wanky, even though agencies love or lap that shit up. Um, uh, you know what I mean? It's, it, it, it is a bit of a process. So it's a bit hard for them to say one treatment, $1,800. Thank you very much. Delivered in seven days, like ordering business cards. It's, it is, every project is different and it has to be treated on a, on a case by case basis. But, but if you were overseas on a shoot and, yeah. You know, you had to get a treatment out oh, for Monday absolutely. and you've got a couple of absolutely. days uh, to get your head together, but yep. you're not in your office where you can do stuff yourself. This would just yep. be a godsend. Oh, uh, for for top, top, top line guys or, you know, the top 50, you know, 30% of the guys working, this is how this happens all the time. And they will, as I say, a lot of people have, a lot of companies have this stuff in-house, but a lot of them don't. You can literally be have the ability to, if you're shooting and pitching all the time, you don't have to. It can, to do a treatment is incredibly time-intensive. It can be days and days and days of writing, revisions, and the backwards and forwardsing, and researching and finding the photos. It's a, it's a very personal thing. It is hard to hand over to someone else to do. It is hard to find a company that can that you can relinquish that creatively to, but, uh, you know, it, it is, it's, but, you know, it's definitely good that there's, that these kind of a s- services are getting a bit more out there, a bit more visible. Cause sometimes it's a bit of a dark art and you have to dig around and find these people. And sometimes they do work for other companies and they have their own jobs and sometimes they have to fit them in between other projects. And it, it's a little hard to, to, you know, to, get to know these people so very cool to, to see actually someone, i have to say Jason, if i was somebody not as experienced as you i'd be really tempted to get them to do something so i could see okay that's a different way of going than i'm yeah. used to i think there's for i think they've got some examples on there um i think they've got some samples of their on, work yeah. yeah on their of their work and yeah as i say the second thing i wanted to flag that you um that you highlighted is something that i had seen actually which is um i actually thought it was uh um, first 20 kisses, but it's just first kiss, right? I've got the name wrong. Um, oh, yeah, first kiss is fantastic. I mean, obviously, now it's you know, it's 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 a worldwide multi million watch download phenomenon, but um, 
I still think it is. It's completely engaging and complete. And, and I, I don't give a shit that it's an ad for a clothing company for Ren Clothing. I don't care. I just love the fact that it's a nice, subtle one. If you haven't seen it, first, if you just, go, I'm sure if you just go to YouTube and go, or just yeah, Google, seventy-five first million film. people have seen it. Seventy-five but... million, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's sort but of annoys me that though, everyone gets it to... pissed off the fact, oh, this is an ad, how dare you? Like suddenly when it's an ad, it suddenly doesn't have worth and it suddenly uh, isn't, isn't magically becomes not entertaining. But uh, and, and they say, oh, well, a lot of these people knew each other. Well, they didn't kind of know each other. They're all sort of friends of the director and, you know, some of them are musicians and they're sort of on the fringes of our industry. So they're not actually just like strangers plucked from the street, but... Regardless, what you get is um, it's literally it's whatever it is. How long it goes for ten, fifteen minutes of five minutes, even of just watching people who have never met before um, being asked to passionately kiss. I mean, this is this is pretty as a director. This is the kind of stuff we see in castings all the time. You see people thrown together to be. You and you, okay, you're up next. Oh, you've, got to, you, you've got to go and pick up your kids. Okay, you go, no worries. You and you, quickly, get off the couch. In you come, you guys. Okay, your boyfriend and girlfriend, kiss now. And it's, it's, you kind of take it for, you know, a bit for granted and you forget when it's sort of presented as an interesting film like this that how much, how powerful it can be. I think this is an awesome little simple, very simple um, piece of filmmaking. And fuck it, it's an ad. It doesn't matter. I think it's great that... We shot that, on a cannon, right? I don't know what they actually shot on, but I know that... Um, uh, actually, uh, Andre Lascaris is the director of photography and he's actually married to uh, Tatia... Um, sorry, Tatia... Uh, Pilieva, who uh, is the director. Um, uh, Andre uh, shot... The that Canon short yeah. uh, for the uh, creative, I think that creative festival thing that they did uh, when you find me the beautiful shot shot that uh, Bryce Bryce Howard uh, directed, uh, and he was on the show a while back, so it was nice to see that as well. But yeah, it's beautifully, simply, honestly shot, and some very nice uh, ni- nice moments. I wish I'd done it, and uh, yeah, anyway, I'm sure you've all seen it by now. If you haven't, get it together. <laughs> but it is testament to the fact that. Uh, just because something's an ad, I mean, you know, somebody would come to somebody and say, oh, you should do something that's viral. And I think to a lot of people that oh, thinks it should be oh, shocking yeah. or um, yeah. super humorous or completely left of field and wacky. Yeah. And, and this is more sincere than that and oh, touching. Kind of way. Everyone can relate to it, I think, and it's very, it is very touching, even regardless of you call it an ad, regardless of these people, you know, aren't necessarily 100%, you know, new to seeing a camera. I think their experience is still uh, as human. It's very human and it's very raw and it's very real. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I love it. And more, 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 more kind of advertising like this because it's not really advertising. I bring it on. So that's about all we have time for. We we started the show in gosh, uh, two thousand and eight, I think. So that's like uh, one hundred and forty shows. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, hang on. Yeah, I know where you're heading with this. Maybe go ahead. Um, and one of the first people we had on, and one of the most loyal uh, people we've had behind the scenes, and uh, and quite often on the show, uh, and certainly also on FX Guide on the VFX show. Uh, is uh, Jason Diamond. Now, Jason's somebody that uh, is a good friend of ours, and Jason had a pretty devastating house fire. Luckily, no one was actually uh, injured, 
and I spoke to him not long after that, and he had exactly the right attitude, which everyone was fine, the family was fine, um, and everyone got out. So obviously there are people that suffer sort of um, tragedies on a different scale when it involves a family member actually getting hurt. Nevertheless, he's a great friend of ours and a great um, uh, supporter of the show and somebody that we just generally love uh, their creative vision on. And so uh, before we could even say what, uh, David Strapinis and Stu Mashowitz had got together and organised a kind of a... Uh, make a donation to help um, Jason Diamond out um, with this. Uh, yeah. And it happened so quickly that, um, in fact, Jason himself closed it because it was kind of, uh, he was feeling a bit, I think, almost uh, overwhelmed by the generosity that was expressed by people. You can still, um, if you want, make an actual donation to him. And there's uh, a PayPal address, and we'll put that in the show notes if you want to sort of gift something to him. But regardless of whether you did feel like you wanted to make a donation, if you didn't make a donation or whatever, we wanted to express our, uh, our uh, you know, sympathy for Jason as a uh, fellow kind of, uh, well, director, cameraman, and uh, DOP, and also just, you know, how crappy um, things can be, but how great it is yeah. that when they are crappy, you can look on the bright side of life and point out if your family's okay and you're okay, literally, if you've got your health, then that's the only thing. The rest of it, as he said, is just stuff, and it gets yeah. replaced. Yes. Yeah, we're glad everyone's everyone's okay there, Jace. Thank you. Um, yeah, okay. Well, I guess that is the show, and I think it's it actually... It reminded me that I think it's pretty much NAB time is sort of pretty much anniversary time for it, it is in fact anniversary. In fact, today RC. is the actual today anniversary. Is. Yes, is it's it? uh, April second, two thousand and eight. That we uh, love a man who does his research. Yep, and uh, we've no we, way two thousand and eight. Yes, sir, two thousand and eight in uh, April two thousand and eight. Wow. And uh, I should also point out that about middle of last year we decided to go monthly with the FX uh, with the RC. Sorry. Um, podcast and uh this should be in fact our march edition so that we can get the april one to change so if you'll if you'll um excuse us and let us do two in april to make one of them effectively the march one we'll get maybe back. even three yes yeah we'll because uh, oh, no, yes, yeah. yes because as i say uh in february we said we do it monthly and and uh and, and as we were for the last part of last year for the last half of last year um, but there you go. Unfortunately, the reason for the delay um, is literally a scheduling one with people's work and uh, another stuff that's going on. But uh, yep. now we hear you when you complain, and we appreciate that you do because it's um, very kind of you. And we... It's kind of you to complain. Well, it is. No, it is. It's uh, it's uh, it's very. No, kind. it's it's uh, it, and it's it's as as worthy as the complaints are. Believe me, it's unnecessary. We know. Yes, we know. So. Uh, so hopefully we'll um, get the April one out very soon. <laughs> yes. As in when you're at NAB. So I look forward yes, to that, indeed. Jason. Yep. One at the show, and then I'm sure we'll be able to do. We'll do. We'll we'll definitely do a, a post a post a post one. Though I think, I think it settles. was I think it was uh, was it not last year or the year before that that post one was actually done while being derailed on a ah, yes. a flight, and we were sitting on a tarmac in Brisbane. Probably one of the funniest ones we ever did. Um, but yes. Well, hopefully... I, if that happens again, you can phone me. <laughs> no worries. If I get stuck, I will... Yes, I will make a call from the baggage lounge or from the from the tarmac. And just uh, an FYI, those early uh, podcasts, the ones that used to come out more regularly than this, were actually at times six minutes long. Uh, <laughs> 11 minutes long, 17 minutes long. So, yes... What? Uh, yeah, no, really. The early days, the first, the first dozen used to come out and they used to be about... Um, on average, you do a show for eleven minutes long or seventeen I know. minutes long. I know it's true, That's... but honestly, of the first dozen, at least three 
were that's under really 20 funny. minutes. I don't, I don't, I, that's, I don't, As, I don't yes. get what were we thinking. Really, honestly. In fact, I'm going to say that. Very short uh, thoughts. Yes. I'm going to say that we had uh, even shorter than that, in fact, at some point. Um, but uh, yes. So there you go. Um, <laughs> it's like tone. That's like the intro. Well, we, 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 we completely flipped out around uh, 2010 when the, yeah, and that's when we started going for these hour yeah. and, and uh, 20 minute mm. kind of versions. But you get a bit more relaxed. Bit more okay, so. Um, structured. Yes. I think our record was, uh, was two hours and eight minutes, but that's enough navel gazing for us. Um, okay. Thank you thank for you your time. Thank you for your patience. And uh, Jason, okay. thank you. No worries. I'm going to finish show. packing and I'll, uh, yeah. Catch you in a different time zone and, uh, yeah, talk to you all soon. It'll be uh, very exciting. Okay. Look out for that incredible thing that makes me regret that I didn't go. (laughs) I will be sending you lots of amazingly close-up pictures from my iPhone of said thing that you will wish you were there (laughs) That's so not going to last. You're so going to buy a camera (laughs) when you're there. Okay, thanks, guys. See you later. Bye. See Thanks for listening. Send your questions or comments to rc at fxguide.com. Copyright 2011, FX Guide, LLC.